What's up, family? This is Zoe, and you're listening to Mixed Metaphysics, Season 2, Episode 1. Last season, we ended on, will there be, will Zoe Peacemaker survive 2020? And then I posted, uh... A recording of my sacred geometry class which I recommend obviously it's gonna be better with visuals and things of that nature so maybe what I'll do is make record a new class make a video upload that to Spotify if that's possible I've never uploaded a video to Spotify but I do know that those are available only because I watch the Joe Rogan podcast so with that being said the last episode was would no more is there going to be any more peacemaker so under the name the banner the trademark the the brand of peacemaker uh because i'm because i honor the name and i'm i'm not dropping it but i'm losing the moniker however there is a creed a peacemaker creed that's like 20 there's like 19 or 20 rules, guidelines, if you will, to conducting yourself as a peacemaker called the Peacemaker's Creed, which I recommend you read and download if you like. Uh, I'll have a link on zolucid.com for you guys to check out. I'm building that website right now. And I'm abiding by like 19 out of 20 of them, except for rule number one, which is take no sides. And I have, I'm choosing sides right now. Now, this doesn't mean I don't have any compassion for my fellow man. I'm definitely not switching over to hate. That's too big of a burden for me to bear, quote uh, Martin Luther King. No, rather I'm just learning to define my edges. So some people are going to, some people enjoy it. Some people will enjoy it. Some people don't because I fade out of their comfort zone. For that, I'm sorry. Like, not sorry that I'm doing it, but I'm sorry that that hurts your feelings. Uh, But, you know, it's actually very useful, and I'll tell you why. Being a peacemaker means you do not engage. Like, if you just want to be happy, be a peacemaker. How do you do that? Accept everything as it is. There you go. There's the secret to inner peace. Accept everything as it is. Have no hang-ups, no judgments. Don't call anybody out on anything. No judgments. Don't try to control anything. Just accept everything as if it, as if it were perfect. As if you sat down to the with God and had a conversation. I was like, yo, God, you realize everything on earth is like on fire right now. And God was like, no, yes, I do. And it looks terrible. But trust me, this is part of this huge million year plan that I've got going and I just need you to trust me and you're like okay cool and you just you know let Jesus take the wheel or whatever they call it you just let go of the reins stop trying to control anything and you will find peace that simple it's the ultimate freedom Um, and that's a beautiful way to live however it's not always an effective way to live so could I be attached? Uh, could I be attaching myself to certain things? Sure, there's a danger there. 
I I'll want to make sure to not slip into like the dark side while this is happening or go too many, go down too many conspiracy theory rabbit holes or whatever. But rather, it's not about uh, demonizing anybody or making anybody an enemy. It's about creating clarity, and it's about unraveling the spells or the beliefs that are binding us and keeping us captive. And um, what is that? That's conflict. I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about that in another episode. Conflict has conflict does have a role in the universe. Um, but right now, I just want to get up to speed because I haven't posted in a while. I haven't put up a podcast in a little bit. I am now driving currently to Las Vegas to go pick up some. Uh, bottles for a, a really cool customer client of mine and uh, I'm just driving there and back got like a 12 hour drive six hours each way so perfect time to record multiple podcasts I just put on a headset and I get pretty good sound it's like a $20 headset and I get pretty good sound and I get to use this time rather than just listening to music staring off into the sun which don't get me wrong it's good for you but there's plenty of time to like think and be quiet and there's plenty of time on a six hour drive to record some podcasts so just a tip for all y'all out there if you've been meaning to podcast and you're super busy maybe you have a business maybe you have kids maybe you have both and you can't find the time this is how I do it so Let's see. Let's let's talk about oh the solar eclipse that just happened, a new moon. Let's talk about a little. Let's touch a little bit on astrology today, okay? That's what I've been meaning to talk about for like weeks, and I just haven't had a chance. And I want to go into depth uh, in my next episode or another episode with um, an astrologer, a well-known. Uh, well, uh, like someone who's more of an expert than I. But I want to talk about the concept of astrology today. Um, because there's been a lot... There are, there are a lot of things going on right now with the planets. And I, I'm going to offer a logical explanation for why I think astrology is real. And whether you agree with it or not, that's totally up to you. Um... And I am a logical person. I'm also, I also enroll in mystical and abstract thinking. So this is, I think astrology itself is technically is, is abstract, even though it's very well organized and written. Because it's not an exact science, I think people write it off as woo-woo. But you got to take into account, it's like, predates every religion on earth it's thousands of years old and it hasn't fizzled out you got to ask yourself why at least ask why um i want to talk about let's see what else happened we had an eclipse we have a new moon going on which for me is affects me more than the full moon usually we have an eclipse that just happened it was on december 14th and on the 21st we have this like conjunction where Jupiter and Saturn are about to align and some people are predicting that this is going to be some huge gravitational event and some are 
you know, writing it off as like, oh, it's like the Y2K bug. Like, we think it's going to be the beginning of something, the end of another thing, and maybe it won't. And nobody really knows, but there's evidence to support one or the other. So here's my theory as to why astrology is valid. Okay, so we are biophotonic creatures, if you will. We have a, a bio energy to us. And that energy has its own electromagnetic field. Okay. Also, we are made of water. And also, we have iron in our blood. And you're probably wondering, where the hell is he going with this one? Okay, strap in, kids. Because we're going on a ride. My theory is that gravity affects the water in our body, just like the moon does the oceans, um, that the electromagnetic conditions of like solar, they call it solar weather, of both the sun and the earth, and potentially the moon. I don't know if the moon has an electromagnetic field, but the earth certainly does, and the sun certainly does. I feel like those interact with our electromagnetic field of our bodies. And, and oh, the iron in our blood. And I think my theory is that the reason why the Zodiacs are quote unquote real, reason why they make sense is one, because psychology has a parallel. Psychology uses four, they call them personality types. And two, everything else in the universe responds to everything else in the universe. And we're all made up of the same stuff. We're made up of the stuff that the earth is made of. We're made up of the same stuff that the moon is made of. We, we're made up of stars like the sun. And obviously we're a different mix of these things. Like we're not just rock people. Which, by the way, this is why I think we resonate with rocks. Because rocks have the same... We share a lot of the same elements um, in our bodies, uh, crystals and gems and things too. But, so not only are we made of these elements, but we are like fish in the ocean. And the, and in, in fish in the ocean might argue between themselves, between each other and say, some fish might say, well, the ocean has currents. And the other fish might be like, I don't care what the current says. I make my own choices. You know, you can't tell me what to do or where to go. And they're both right. But I think it would be naive to say, I choose to go wherever I want. And it's it's like, okay, that's true. But the ocean will always have forces being cast upon you. So like, there will be temperatures, there will be pressures, depending on where you go. There'll be light and dark and there will be currents. So there are all these, there's all this uh, feedback, I guess. There are all these like different uh, forces and phenomena and what's the word I'm looking for? Pause. 
what's the word I'm looking for, and what time are we at so I know when to edit this. Uh, oh, that's what I'm looking for. There are all these different environmental factors at play. So you could say, yes, I'm at choice, but we can't deny that the environment will have in, will influence it will influence us it will have different uh, effects on our biology S like we are like shrimp we are like fish in an ocean we are like fish in an ocean and there are gravitational electromagnetic you know biophotonic mag all these different forces just like a fish in an ocean. There's all these things that are pulling and pushing and pulling on us all the time. And when we're human babies in the, you know, fetus, we're not even 72% water. We're like 100% water. We're like jellyfish, basically. We're straight up made of water, living in water beings. And if the moon has the effect that it does on the ocean, it may or may not have that type of effect on us and as a species and if we're talking um, you know developmentally and we're talking as far as like the zodiacs are concerned maybe maybe the planets are in a certain place uh, or maybe the earth is being the, maybe the earth being in a certain position around the sun every year uh, makes it subject to different types of gravitational waves and these waves were theory until they were proven to be real uh, in I believe September 2015 maybe it was 20 yeah and when two black holes merged and they caused a ripple, literally a ripple in the time and space fabric, the fabric of time and space. And we measured that in at LIGO, two different places actually. And what LIGO is, is this laser that's like, I think a mile long or maybe two miles, can't remember, two kilometers. But they shoot this laser down this tube and it is it's extremely accurate and if there's any sort of uh, anomaly in the ripple or space and time fabric it will pick it up so that's how we and that was all theory it's so crazy this is a theory that uh, this, or this facility was built on the theory that Einstein had a hundred years prior that gravitational waves are real we had no proof and now we have proof so what if our nerves are so sensitive or maybe there's something like who knows maybe it's like our tonsils <laughs> we're taught like tonsils are useless we're also taught that our appendix is useless like what if there's some organ in our body that picks up on gravitational waves i don't know i'm just spitballing at this point but there's definitely some people that are less sensitive to like the full moon and sh and planetary shifts and solar flares and there's definitely some people that are more sensitive, me being one of them. 
And as you can tell by the way I speak, I'm a very logical person. So if I didn't constantly see patterns of behavior in Zodiac people and and patterns of behavior during full moons and new moons and patterns of behavior change as like when there's uh, solar flares and lots of space weather, then I would never, I would write it off 100%. I'd be like, no, that's total BS. Uh, but because we haven't proven that the astro- astrology is real and we haven't disproven it in 10,000 years. Um, patterns in human behavior. So the zodiac signs, when I, I didn't start really being a true believer till I started applying zodiac what I know of the zodiac signs now, and I don't mean reading your newspaper, I mean going into a book, getting your natal chart done or your transit chart, getting the whole like full spectrum of what astrology has to teach you and offer. It wasn't until I learned that and applied it to past relationships. So making sure that I didn't take on some information and then project it onto the next person I was I was going to meet. So like an example would be like, oh, I, I just read that Leos are this, this, and that. And then I just met a Leo, and then I'm just like waiting for that person to fulfill this prophecy. That's not what I'm talking about. I started to believe in astrology once I noticed that patterns of behavior showed up. They explained things about myself I didn't understand from the past and present. But they also explained things, behavior of people that I had, that I had entered and left my life in the past. And I didn't know why. And then when I applied this newly found knowledge of astrology to this person, it explained a lot. So that's where I started to really become a believer and then started to study more. And I'm definitely not in some sort of um, expert. I know all of the astrology signs and their basic um, tenets, you know, which ones are earth signs which are air which are fire which are water i know the basic tenets of those personalities uh i understand what a sun sign an ascending and a moon looks like and i understand a little bit about when you have a full natal chart done and like what your you know mercury your mars your venus your pluto like i have a little understanding of those but that's why i want to bring in an expert and the reason that I think these are valid is that everything in the universe is patternistic. Everything has a pattern. Atoms have a pattern. Planets have patterns. Stars have platter, have patterns. So from micro to macro and everything in between, it wouldn't make sense that some things are patternistic and other things are not. Some things don't seem patternistic because a pattern might take a billion years to complete. So in our short lives, we'll never see start to finish this pattern, and we won't see it multiple times, which is what you need to establish a pattern. Um, but in human behavior, because history repeats itself, I mean, there's a perfect example that everyday people believe in patterns. Um, people believe in karma, which is a pattern of energy in, energy out. People believe in past lives. Um, there's, you know, what is it? Sun goes up, sun goes down. Seasons are patterns. The water cycle is a pattern. And the list goes on. So it makes sense, logically, that humans would fall into patternistic ways. And somebody might argue, well, 
how can Venus and Saturn and Neptune affect you even though they are outside of our gravitational pull? Or we are outside of theirs? And that is a great question. My answer is that the sun and those planets interact all the time and so does Earth. Earth interacts all the time. So if these gravitational waves have like some sort of shape to them, like maybe sacred geometry, maybe you've seen sand on a plate and maybe there's a certain frequency and those planets change that frequency, just like salt on a plate when you play sound underneath it. And maybe those frequencies are what determine or affect our personalities and behavior. So just like fish in the ocean being pushed and pulled by currents and waves and temperatures and light and dark and pressures, I, my theory is that that's what's happening to us as humans. And I think we're becoming, as we become more involved, evolved, I guess evolved and involved, more involved with self-discovery and more evolved as creatures, we are becoming more sensitive to these things and more aware of these things. And my personal testament testimony is that I've seen astrology be 100% on. I've seen it be 0% on. But most of the time, I see it between 80, let's say 70 to be, let's, let's be fair, 70 to 90% accurate most of the time. That's the bell curve, if you will. It's like 80% of the time, it's accurate. 80% of the time, people are like, that doesn't make sense. But if I had a graph, I could show you. So anyway, there's my, without getting into any of the signs or any of the actual astrology, there's my theory, my ground level, very basic, logical, maybe it's not basic, but my most, my least hippie, most grounded foundation of belief for astrology, for the logic types. For, let's see, let's let's talk to the uh, creative abstract types for a second. The seers, the mages, the pagans. Okay, what what are the metaphysical aspects of astrology? Hmm. Well, maybe creator didn't want a billion types of personalities and was like, hey, let's dial it back to 12. And was like, let's put these planets and stars and all these things into play like a machine, like gears in a machine. We'll like, and this is how certain people will be created based on where these uh, gravitational bodies, these entities are in this solar system around them. Who knows? Maybe it's a program. Maybe it's just a, if, you're, if you believe in the holographic universe theory, maybe it's just an algorithm. Um, you know, when you get into a, when you get into World of Warcraft or Fortnite, whatever game you play, and there's all these different avatars. There's not an infinite amount of avatars. Um, of course, with the natal chart, you could probably have infinite amount of people, but they'll fall into certain categories. So I think maybe that's the role, maybe that's the metaphysical implication of why is when Creator was making this place, this simulation where we learn things they were going to make it somewhat unlimited, but at least uh, fall within some sort of kind, some type of pattern, 
just like everything else, just like matter falls into patterns and things of that nature. So, um, and why, furthermore, why would we have that? Because maybe these are all stages of learning. Maybe we all get like 12, now I'm going way into theory. Maybe we all get at least 12 lives to live in the third dimension. And each one of those uh, lives are lived in procession through the zodiac signs. And maybe we learn different things on different levels, you know, before we quote unquote graduate to some other, I don't know, existence. Um, Because each each zodiac sign has its strengths and challenges. And I'm not I'm not going to say weaknesses. I'm going to say strengths and challenges, meaning we come here. Every sign seems to be talented at a certain thing where things come easy inside of that realm. There's a bunch of things that are inside of that comfort zone of each sign. And then there's a ton of things outside of the comfort zone. And I think the comfort zone part, like learn, like being good at what we're naturally good at is just here to offer us some sort of comfort. Just that, that's what it does. And then everything outside of our comfort zone is where we learn. So you could say, mm, for example, I'll use Capricorn because that's what I am. We're known as the working sign. Um, Maybe coming here to work isn't what we came here to learn because we're good at that. Maybe we came to learn how to chill out and have fun because that comes easy. And like Libras, it might be the opposite. I don't know, but they seem to have an easy time of having a good time and like hard work is not their thing air signs in general see now i'm getting into the science going down my own rabbit hole which is legal in the state of utah um yeah and that that pretty much completes my thoughts on that so yay i'm glad i got this done i've been meaning to put this out uh, I was having a really cool discussion with Kira Novigale. I know a bunch of great astrologers that I'd love to uh, I'd love to interview on my podcast. Uh, not just the one, uh, but there's just I know so many great ones, and uh, yeah, I'd love to have them on. So this would probably be a good if you have a hardcore left brainer. I'm like a dual hemisphere person. I'm part left brain, part right brain, part scientist, part metaphysician, sage, if you will, shaman. Um, if you have a hardcore left brainer, logical person that you've had this argument with, this might just be something to share with them, not trying to convince anybody, but just like opening their mind to possibilities and posing some good questions. You know, do we, or do we not feel the effects of all the forces in the universe? It's a valid question. Whether it's true or not, that's up to, up for discussion and for study. And that's what science exists for, is to study these things and pick them apart and throw out what's not true and keep whatever's left, what is true. I do love scientific process. I do love science. I do love astronomy, not just astrology. I love, I literally fall asleep all the time to just universe. I'm just like YouTube, universe, play something. Boom, it's great watch the cosmos 
um, series multiple times. It's fascinating. So cool. So weird that when you look up on this planet that there's literally infinity. on. There's no other side. When you stand on the edge of an ocean, there's another side somewhere. Your brain can sort of comprehend it, even if it's thousands of miles away. But nope, not on Earth. You look up, you look down, you look any direction other than where your feet are, you are looking at infinity. We are infinitely small in an infinitely large universe. 